What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Cooksley Convo, Season Three, Episode Nine. We're almost done with Season Three. It feels like it's taken a decade to get to this point, but after this episode, we have one episode left. And for today's conversation, you know, I decided that all this energy that I'm wasting, or not wasting, just putting out. Uh, to get these big time names, these big uh, time people, why don't I look around me? Because I have some pretty incredible individuals, you know, in my life already. So I reached out to Blaze Fangman, one of my closest friends, all, all the way from my childhood to now, and we just talked. We just kind of I I, I asked him when we talked about where he's at currently. In his life, because he's a student at Yale University out in Connecticut, and we carried that conversation to to end with a little fun game that I, I thought of, and you know, throughout the entirety of the episode, I, w- I was talking about you know how smart, how special this kid is, and I wanted to put it to the test, put his brain to the test, and see if he was smarter than a fifth grader. So. <laughs> I uh, did some research, grabbed some questions, see if he was smarter than a fifth grader, and well, the results, I guess you're going to have to wait and find out. So I hope you enjoy this episode. One last reminder, I'm doing a little giveaway. If I can get my Instagram and Twitter to 100 followers, my Instagram account is at the Cooksley Combo, and my Twitter account is at Cooksley Combo. So if you guys have an account and you're not following already, go follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It'd be much appreciated. And then I'll uh, kind of give back and, and uh, show you guys appreciation. So there's that. And I will talk to you next week. I think I'm going to kind of do the same thing as I did between season two and season three. I'm going to take a big, uh, a big break here, kind of just relax and get some episodes lined up, get some guests lined up, and we will go from there. So hope everybody is staying safe and healthy, and I will talk to you next week. Well, as uh, I wrapped up, I'm wrapping up this this season three, I tried so hard to reach out to all these big names, all these celebrities, all of these athletes, and I didn't realize that I have big names right in front of me, right in my hometown from my childhood, from high school. And that is why I have brought on one of my closest friends, closest buddies, Blaze Fangman. Blaze, how are you doing? I'm good. Excited to be here. <laughs> I know, I know when I sent you that, the message to ask you if you wanted to be on, you, you said it's finally, you know, my time, my time to shine. Yeah, I, that was actually the first time I've ever like, sent the wrong person a message that was definitely supposed to go to my roommate um <laughs> wait actually i thought that was a joke no that was def- that was supposed to go to my roommate i was like saying like we've talked about the podcast a bunch and he's always like why has he never invited you to go on and so then when you invited me i texted him i was like he finally asked me and oh I, I i thought you were i thought you were just being like a smart ass you know like oh oops sorry i sent that to the wrong person but kind of like digging it in because i have never <laughs> I've never asked you. Oh, so that was actually like an accident. No, that was, that was real. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I hope you guys were, were talking good about the podcast and I, I was saving you 
to the end of the season because this is mm. where you know where you have you have to end the season on a high note yeah really really and, cap it off yeah no that yeah. makes sense and i wanted to get w- one and two seasons through so you kind of knew like where the standards were mm-hmm. and now the standards are set i, I think last uh, i think second season it was something around like uh patrick mccaffrey and, and guys like that so you got to crush that yeah like same tier yeah yes and we, and we got a fun episode. We were kind of chatting before. It's kind of hard to think of, you know, what to talk about with, with a person you, I mean, I talk to you a lot and it's not like we, we go months and years without seeing each other or, or at least talking to each other. So it's, I was kind of like, what can I ask Blaze that, that is, is a conversation? And, and really, the, one of the first things that, that came to my mind was, you know, back home, a lot of people always ask like how Blaze Fangman's doing because, you know, you're gone, you're, you're on the East coast, kind of, you got, you're one of the few students, I think in our class, I think probably, I know a couple others are, are out of Iowa, but you were one of the few that are going to college outside of Iowa and, and doing some pretty big things. So just kind of talk about, you know, where you're at right now, what you're studying, what's the plans coming from, from Blaze Fangman? Is, is he, is he dropped out? Is he on the side of the road? Uh, did he get picked up hitchhiking? What are you, what are you doing? Uh, I mean, I haven't dropped out yet. Um, so I'm still junior at Yale, um, majoring in computer science. Um, I don't know. Good any, time. any, any, uh, extracurricular. Cause I know, I know back in the day when we were in high school together, we were a masterful ping pong or a, a pickleball team. So did you pick up like pickleball up at Yale and, and crushing the opponents? You know, actually I have played a, a little bit of pickleball here. Um, uh, so like in my like college, so basically my, my like dorm building, um, each like building has its own intramural teams that play against the other ones. Um, and then like the best overall wins like the tin cup and like the tin fling and like a party and stuff. Um, and so I'm in charge of that. And uh, one of the sports is pickleball. Do you, do you still have it? You still got it in uh, you? What? Do you, do you still have the talent in you? Because I remember one of the, you know, one of the greatest memories from us playing pickleball together, we were a dynamic duo. Do you remember back in the day we were up against Megan G and Dylan Crawford and they were all big and, you know, we, we stuck to it. Hard work pays off. We came back and, and got the win, took home the bracket. Do you still have that kind of talent, yeah. that, that kind of level in you? I mean, pickleball is it's very much a mental game. You know, it's all about mental toughness, uh, getting in your opponent's head, you know. But um, surprisingly, uh, so I would say my pickleball skills have stayed about the same probably since high school, but the competition has gotten a lot better. Uh, a lot of people played tennis in high school, which I guess translates very well to pickleball. <laughs> so uh i i don't i've i've won some matches but i've i've also also you know lost quite a few (laughs) (laughs) and now when you play duos how good's your partner um i mean that depends on uh like who comes that day but I don't know. They're usually like as good as me or better. I feel like it's usually someone better than me so that they can like carry the team a little bit, but. Is there anyone as good as Canyon Cooksley though? Um, 
Not like off the top of my head. I can't think of actually anyone. All right. All right. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure that, we, you know, we still have that connection with us because yeah, it, like you said, pickleball is a mental game. And when, when you find that weak link, cause that's what we did every, mm-hmm. every game, we found that one weak link, weak link and just attacked them. And then that got in their head and then they knew it was over. They, they should have just handed us the bracket right then and there. So well, that's good that you're, you're keeping up the, the pickleball. Are you in anything else? And you were always involved with, you know, student council and stuff like that, robotics, a bunch of all these, you know, outside things. Is there anything else that you're, you know, you do on the side of school? I know, I mean, probably computer science is pretty uh, busy work. You know, you don't get a lot of free time. Um, I used to have like more random little things I could do, but with COVID, a lot of them have been like, kind of like suspended this semester. But like one thing I've still been able to do is uh, like in the computer science department, you can like be a, a ULA, which is just like you help out with the class and like have office hours. And so that's, I don't know, I think that's really fun. Like I get to meet a bunch of like random CS majors in one of my classes or yeah, it's taking like, they're all taking the same class and get to like chat with them. Wait, so they come to to you for their problems? Yeah. I mean, so it's like a class I've already taken. So maybe I should like know what I'm talking about. Um, That definitely varies, you know, from uh, (laughs) question to question, but. (laughs) Interesting. I can only imagine, you know, being at Yale, the kind of conversations uh, uh, to have over computer science. That's totally like out of my out of my even like realm of, of skill. I don't even know anything, you know, because I, I'm pretty sure one t- time I was like, I messaged you and I said, what are you doing? And you say, you're like decoding something. And I don't even, I don't even know what it was. I, I mean, it was something on decoding or something inside of a computer. I have no clue, but you said, and I was like, you know, what the heck is that? I have no clue what you're doing. And do, do you enjoy it? Yeah, no, I definitely enjoy it. Most of, honestly, most of the problems I see in office hours is someone like forgetting a semicolon or something. So then it's like, they add one character and it works. And then it just, it's, it's, <laughs> it's satisfying for me, you know, like glad I could help someone. <laughs> that, that reminds me a lot of like, of back in math class, you always have those long equations, long problems. And if you would like forget to like, you know, carry the negative bring down the negative or something the whole problem would be wrong and you would just sit there for hours and you're just like i can't solve this yeah no it's pretty much the same thing same idea <laughs> well well that's good and, and i'm happy that you you've stayed busy uh because you, you brought up covid and that's something a lot of people you know they see co a lot of people see covid as like a setback but for me personally, I've kind of seen this as, a, as an opportunity to separate yourself from other people because why, why people, you know, sit back and wait for this to hopefully end sometimes too soon. I'm trying to find ways to, you know, get ahead of the game and set myself up for, for a bright future, hopefully. And it, it looks like you're doing the same as well. And, you know, another thing with COVID is because last year you were back home when it first kind of broke, right? Because you came to my apartment and we literally watched college basketball, like get canceled. Yeah, that's where, so I came home for spring break 
And when I came home, there was like, they had said in an email, like, oh, oh, like maybe, you know, bring some notebooks in case you're like are delayed in an airport and like you need to like watch a class or something. And then, yeah, like a few days into spring break, they like canceled the like Ivy League basketball tournament. And then they canceled the like, yeah. So I was like with you when they canceled the NCAA tournament. The like day before I had gone to uh, Warburg to visit Grady and um, like we had been talking about how like we thought there was no way they would actually like cancel the tournament. And then, yeah, it was like the next day it ended up getting canceled. And then like uh, we got told like we wouldn't come back to campus. So I had like a five month long spring break. <laughs> and and I, I remember that day because we like actually saw it like break. Like it was like breaking news. The end, like the big 10, uh, the big, the big 10 tournaments done. The NCAA tournament is done. And we mm-hmm. were just like, like, like how, like, how is this even possible? And I know that carried on into our dinner because we went out to eat after that. And I was just like, mm-hmm. how, like, you, I never could imagine a world with like out recurring, like during their season of sports. Like I can't imagine in, canceling an entire basketball season or an entire football season. And although that's kind of happened, sports have finally like made their, made their way around it. And, uh, it's definitely something that's been kind of like entertaining to watch like the bubble, like the NBA mm-hmm. had the bubble, uh, you know, the baseball, baseball, they played at a, like a, uh, uh, like a mid location mm-hmm. for, for the world series and, and stuff like that. And, and you said like, when you moved back, you didn't really know what we're going to, what was going to happen. And when you had that like extended break, weren't you living out of a, your suitcase? I remember you're like, I don't have any of my clothes. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm literally yeah, wearing the same shirt every day. Break. Yeah. What's that? Spring, well, cause I went home for spring break. And so then I only brought what I thought I would need on my like two weeks of spring break. And then that had to last me the, the five months because all of my stuff just got like put into storage here. And so, yeah, I was <laughs> like one suitcase and like a backpack worth of, of clothes. <laughs> And most of it was like, like in the summer, I didn't have anything to wear because I had been like, you know, I brought like a sweater and stuff like that. Yeah, because that was like, that was in March. And then, yeah, you stayed for a a long period of time. And and it was funny because every time I saw you, I felt like you were just wearing the same, like you never, (laughs) you didn't shower. You were just wearing the same shirt and shorts for like the whole entire break. And I was like, oh, come on, man. Do you need clothes? I'd, I'd lend you some. But, and then when did you finally get them back? Did you finally get them back when you moved back to Connecticut? Yeah. So I like part of the reason I didn't get it back. I think I had the option to like get them shipped to me, but then I would have had to bring everything back to campus again. And so I just like let it stay here. And then when I got back on campus in the fall, I had to go and move the boxes, which was, which was a a fun journey. I only had like one cart and I was, it's probably like a, like half a mile or something. So I made like three trips, just like rolling back and forth through the city. Cart, like rolling your, your clothes to back to your apartment? Yeah. Cause yeah, it, so I used to be, I was on campus last year. So it was all stored on campus. And then I moved into an apartment this year. And so, yeah, I had to roll it like half a mile to, to get it I, here. And 
I hope I hope you're like on the first or second floor, or do you have an elevator or something? <laughs> I am on the first floor, so okay, that works well at least. But, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's that's crazy because I didn't even I didn't even think we were really gonna have. Uh, I mean, my my first semester, I don't know about you, it was all online. We never, I didn't even go to, I didn't haven't even gone to a class yet this this year. It looks like my second semester, there might be some changes. We might try it, but I don't see how they can do that with everybody being gone from break, coming back. You don't know where they've been. You don't know if they've, you know, stuck to protocols and everything. So I, I could probably see a year without having to go in person. Have you ever, did you ever go in person this year so far? Uh, no, I actually haven't had any like in-person classes. There are a few, like my roommate, Evan, he had an in-person class where like, it, it was actually kind of weird. He had a class where the professor was like zooming in, but all of the like students, there's only like five students, but so like the students would go and sit at like uh, the five of them in like a hundred person lecture hall. And then the professor was just like on a screen because it was like- oh weird setup for the class <laughs> yeah um there were some like in-person classes i just didn't have any yeah same and how hard was it for you to get out of bed every morning and stay in a routine because i know early for me it was like my class is at 10 30 it's a zoom call i'm gonna roll out of bed at 10 o'clock turn off my camera because some professors you know don't require to, to have your camera on i'm just gonna turn off my camera you know be by my computer but like at the same time I can just be by my computer in my bed don't really have to do anything what, what was that similar for you um well so mine it was like two days a week my earliest class was 10 30 and then the other two days it was 11 30 and so I guess I didn't have to struggle that much with like waking up early but um I don't know I was like the one at 10 30 you had to have your camera on and so I don't know I'm like I would rather have it on most of the time it's definitely like having my camera on makes me focus more because you know I can't just be like obviously on my phone I have to at least hide it a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, and now that you've like experienced online and but also in person I know people that have different preferences. Do you, did you like being online for a semester or did you find it challenging? Because I found it challenging. I don't really like reading directions like on a computer or having to talk to somebody over a computer due to like, you know, cause connections that cut out or something you could, you know, mishear them. I like in person because, you know, they write on a board, a chalkboard or have PowerPoints you can write down and stuff. And I, I find that more of a way to, for me to, uh, learn and as well as pay attention so what was it like for you did did you do you like both do you have one preference over the other um I definitely prefer like in person by far like I like seeing people and like mm -hmm. even like I miss like walking to class because you know you like run into lots of people and you just like say hi as you're walking and um you don't really get that at all on zoom um yeah I'm definitely a, a people person and it's funny that like you, you you mentioned you know you get to meet people in class there was a I think there was an instance it was like we were like four or five weeks in and we got like divided up into like groups within the within the zoom and it was like a class of like max 30 people and this guy was in my group and I was like 
who who are you? Like, I have never seen him before. Didn't even see the name pop up on my Zoom. And I guess he was attending this class this whole time. And I, I kind of like seeing, you know, yeah, in person, building that connection, you know, if you need help on problems, because, the, you know, that's a way that I got through my, my science gen ed, because I'm no science nerd. And I, I was able to you go in class and I could make friends, make, make a group of people that, Oh, Hey, you guys want to study and stuff. And you can't really do that over zoom because then you have to rely on email and not a lot of people respond to their emails these days. Yeah, no, definitely. I would like the only really like positive I've seen on zoom is like, uh, like if you have like, it's happened to like a few people I know, like they've had classes at the same time. And so like in a normal year, you just couldn't take them both, but like it being recorded, like that's helpful. Or like one of my classes used breakout rooms a lot, which was like, I don't know. I didn't like him at first, but like towards the end, it was nice to like, I don't know, talk to like in a group of like five about something. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like it wouldn't really work if you're in like a lecture hall to split up into groups all the time. Because you're not a per in a, in like a 200 person like, uh, like lecture hall. Do you, do you speak up? Are you usually quiet? Oh, no, definitely. I, I, yeah, like in none of my classes, I really like ask a yep. question during and like the big group, unless it's like something. I've, also, none of mine are really like 200 people. I've only had one class that would have had over like 200, and it's probably like 250. And that was the intro microeconomics. But okay. other than that, like most of my CS ones are like, the like required classes will usually have around a hundred people and then electives will have like somewhere between like 10 and 30. So it's not like, then oh, it's that's like, nice. Yeah. Bad to like speak up. It, and like you said, the good thing about, I, I guess the one good thing is I'm actually looking at uh, if possible, if I can land a job over the summer or like an internship and if I can like continue throughout, because I'm hoping to graduate in, in December, if I can extend, you know, that job or that internship through the rest of the year and, you know, keep going, building my way up the ranks and do classes online, because now, you know, now it's possible. I definitely want to like look into that option because just to make things go faster and, and smoother, I guess it might be a little bit more crazier, but I'm willing to take on that challenge. If I, you know, if I don't have to go in person if I can just do everything online, then I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. So, and now we, we talked how you, you know, you're at Yale, but highlight how you got to Yale because you were, you know, you deserve, you deserve it all because I get asked like, describe like Blaze Fangman or, or who is Blaze Fangman? And, and I always say like, he's a guy that, does the most and more you're a guy that you know you're always working your your mind's always moving there were i'm gonna be honest back in the day if we were ever like in a history class there were points where i just wanted to tell you to shut up because you <laughs> kept asking questions and and now i realize you know that's probably a, a key to why you're so why you're so intelligent you always ask questions and you you had my mom as a kindergarten teacher you were doing sudoku as a kindergartner Actually, I, I kind of have a, a confession about the Sudoku. I did not like them at all. And so my mom did most of them because she got really into it. So I guess my entire career is built on 
on lies. Lies. A, a throne of lies. Well, now <laughs> we're, you know, we're 18, 20 minutes into this episode. And now, now, now every credit I just gave you. Yeah, now we have to end it now. <laughs> <laughs> Yale needs to take back everything they've ever gave you because your mom did your Sudoku's, your Sudoku puzzles in kindergarten. Okay, wow. Well, that's. I, okay well and now my mom knows you, you've probably never told my mom right. and now now my mom probably thinks you're this one you know this, the oh, one of a kind and really your mom was just well okay well to go off that besides the the fake doing the sudoku puzzles you got a you got a perfect sat that was you know that was heard around the high school you know good thing or i mean a good and bad thing about our school is once something happens everybody knows <laughs> it w- was that like your first like did you get interviewed for the news or something yeah i don't really know how they found out <laughs> it must, must have been a slow news day but yeah the uh like i think it was like kwwl came and like yeah asked me some questions we uh, I pretended to be in Mr. White's class, but like, I didn't even have, like, I wasn't even in that class. They were just like, oh, can you like be on TV with this guy? <laughs> and then, like, they, and then I had to like pretend to ask a question and I messed up like three times. Like I kept like saying wrong information because it wasn't a class I was in. So I had no idea what they were talking about. And, but. It, it sounds like your career is built off a lot of pretending and lies. <laughs> This is, you know, that is the pattern, but <laughs> what did they, like, what could they even possibly ask you? Like, how did you get a perfect SAT? Like, I feel like that's an easy response. I just used my brain. I'm smart. <laughs> I, I don't know what, how, how you, it must've been a slow news day. Like you said, yeah, it definitely, yeah. <laughs> because then, didn't they interview, didn't they interview Mr. White or something to kind of talk about you? Yeah, that's what I think. That's why we both like they wanted us in class together is because they interviewed him and then they interviewed me, and so they wanted like a shot of us both together. And then, yeah, it was to to make success. I think it was like the third try we got like a good one where they're like, okay, like that'll do. And I remember I'm pretty sure Heath wasn't in the class either, but he just wanted to be on the news. <laughs> so he's like sitting next to me at the desk, like nodding along, and he yeah was not in that class either. <laughs> I do remember watching that. It, the, the, you know, the thing with you is I, another thing is just like back in high school, if we're, if there was ever like a group project, it was always like fighting over blaze because every, like all like, you know, me, you French, all of our friends, we were like, we want blaze in our group because we know we can't like, you know, turn in something we just did the night before blaze will always hold us in check. And, and that was, you know, that's why, and I mean, I guess we did kind of fail with our pinata in Spanish where we made. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, we, we didn't start off with like great ideas. Like, I don't know how we decided a block of cheese, you know, was like the winning idea, a stop sign again, not great. Like, I don't know. I always give that as an example of like, it, it really does, you know, test your friendships. If you make a pinata, I, I remember that, tensions, tensions were high a lot of times. That, that is true. And I, with me, you and with me, you and French, when we were making that block of cheese, we would always, uh, me and French would always like bicker because I'd be like, 
French, start cutting, like cutting the, cutting the blocks so we can stick them on. And then he'd be like, it's not my job. It's, it's you do it. And then we would always, and then Miss Eagle would have to get involved and tell us to like quiet down or, you know, stop talking. Then you were always, you know, the, the precious child doing the great things while me and French would always bicker. And yeah, it, and, and with all of these, with all of these things you're, inv- you're involved with academically, you know, outside of school, all of these sports you've been involved with football, basketball, baseball, robot robotics. Is that a sport? I don't, it, I mean, competitive. So soccer, I can't forget soccer. I, I, I didn't want to forget soccer. What was your favorite sport out of everything or out of everything you did outside of like, you know, studying and reading and all that stuff? Um, I would definitely say my, my favorite sport in high school is definitely soccer. Like that was like the one I was always most excited about and like really was into. I would say the one that for whatever reason I end up like thinking the most about now is football. Like, I don't know if it was necessarily like my favorite in high school. Like I, I feel like it's hard to say it's your favorite in high school when it's like kind of a, a punishing sport, I guess. <laughs> but now that I can look back on it, I do, I don't know. It is like lots of fun memories. But, but the coaches did you well because they kind of like saved you. They, they knew, you know, <laughs> let's save this precious piece to from our community, from our school. Let's, let's put him as a kicker and you crush that position. <laughs> One of the best kickers. I can't see the funny thing is, is like all the times I have watched high school football, it's hard to find a good kicker. You know, a lot of teams go for two because they don't know how to kick. And with, with you, it was different because you knew how to kick. You had that soccer background and you brought a lot of, enjoyment to the season our our senior season we went eight and two you made some pretty clutch uh, you know pats and and field goals down the road uh you know looking back on it we i pulled up the stats bringing back you know bringing back the memories and you went 35 for 37 were there any records broken like from like previous holders are you are do you hold any records as a kicker um i mean i hold the like extra points in the season record but Okay, well, well, I mean, that's pretty impressive. I, I can't say a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the program, and I think, I don't remember who the old record holder was, but he made it, I think, 20 years or something like that. So I, got, I just got to beat that. Hopefully in 2040, I still have the, the <laughs> extra point record. And I think, I mean, I think that's 35 for 37. It's pretty, pretty darn good. And talking about some highlights of your, your kicking career, there were two that came to mind and I want to know which one comes back the most, the Holy moly moment where you won us, you won East Buchanan in the game seven to six. Heck I should make a t-shirt with you on the back saying, Holy moly with, with your kicking, uh, kicking stance or unfortunately, was it the one you missed? against Wapsie Valley to lose 14 to 13 which one comes back the most what which one comes back to haunt haunt you or you know celebrate um 
Well, okay, I probably think of the Wapsie Valley one more, but like it doesn't really, I wouldn't say it haunts me. I feel like there are some positives that came out of it, but the 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 Albernet, the the holy moly one, that one I feel like was more iconic because like I remember like first off, it was it was a nice like boost when I remember like when we got the ball back with like, you know, like a minute and a half left, like I, I wasn't expecting it, but everyone was so confident in me. Like everyone was like, oh, like all we have to do is score. Like when they missed the extra point, it was like, everyone was like, oh, this is easy. All we have to do is score. And then like Blaze will make the extra point and then we win. And it was like, <laughs> we're like, why is the given like Blaze will make the extra point? Like, does it seem- now, How do you handle me? that pressure? Do you, do you like put it on yourself? Like everybody putting it on you. So do you just like, you know, soak in that pressure and then you're like oh god now i'm kind of nervous or do you just like eh. like i mean i was trying to be you know like eh. but <laughs> i was also on the sidelines like i wasn't on offense that drive so like i was just like watching it happen and like everyone would like you know check in on me like oh are you ready and i was just like pretending to do some stretches or something like oh <laughs> yeah born ready you're you're the most nonchalant kicker like you know, a lot of people like take their, take their position seriously. You were a guy that I feel like you took it seriously, but never showed it. And you just like, you know, kind of just held it inside of you because after that holy moly moment, I remember it was like, you know, Blaze, what was going through your head? Like, come on, something had to go happen. You're like, I don't know, nothing really. It was just another kick. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I was always try to like, you know, empty my mind. So I didn't, you know, I feel like if I thought about something, then I was going to mess it up. So I was just trying not to think about something. The other part I really remember about that kick, though, is that I fell. Like, I remember I kicked it and, like, instantly was flat on my back because I slipped <laughs> in the mud. And so, like, I didn't even really, like, see it go through. And I remember, like, people turned around and, like, I don't know, were laughing that I was on my back. I remember uh, Spencer, the placeholder, he like lifted up the T and like put his hands in the air. And then I remember looking back while he d- was doing that blaze Fangman was just sitting on the ground. Like, yeah, no, people probably thought I was like laying on the ground. Like, wow, I did it. But it was more laying on the ground. Like, wow, I probably looked so dumb. <laughs> and what, what was the advice Nate Kading told us when we were at that, that conference, you know, head down, what, what did he say to you? <laughs> head down and follow through and, you did pretty, I mean, I'm no kicking expert, but you did a, you did a pretty good, pretty good job on, on that throughout your senior season. Were you were the kicker? Were you the kicker as well? Junior year? I mean, we didn't ever kick it. Yeah. Okay. That's and I, and no, I, I don't know. I don't know why I, I could never make a field goal in practice until senior year. So I was, I was really saving it for when it mattered. And we don't really have like, I mean, East Buchanan doesn't really have like a special, special teams coach really, but like who would like help you with field goals? Was it, was it coach Schaefer? Yeah, he did most of it, but I mean, most of it was me just like looking up things online and then <laughs> like trying to copy it. Yeah. The, and then the, uh, um, the other one though, so just briefly, the Wapsie one, I feel like it doesn't haunt me because it was the first half. So like, if it was like an actual, like I missed it and we instantly lost, you know, it would have been a little worse, but you know, a little, a miss, a frequently missed stat from that game is that I had like 12 or 13 tackles as a safety. 
And most of those are in the second half. And I think there was, you know, a bit of a connection between me missing that field goal and, you know, being a little, little mad about it and then uh, getting those tackles in the second half. So, you know, oh, so you, you know, you let out your was, anger, the, the angry, the angry blaze Fangman came out in the second half and, <laughs> and, and corralled 13 tackles kind of, you know, you were a good safety. You know, you're a guy that could do it all. A, ma- a guy of many talents. Like I said, you know, you have all these, you know, you're in all these sports. What, what is okay. Now, now to, to, to fall back off of that, what was a sport that you don't miss? Like you absolutely just like, you know, every year, just like, I am glad to be out of this sport when it's over. Because you, once again, you don't really show emotion. You're, you're an emotionless guy. That's not, that's not a bad thing, but you don't really, you know, carry your emotions on your shoulders. Is there a sport that's like, so glad to be done with? No, I mean, I like miss parts of all of them. Like, okay. I don't know. I like, maybe like different moments where like I miss parts of all of them, but. I was trying to, you know, expose you here a little bit so the coach of that sport could like come yeah, at you and I, like, I know what you're trying to do but <laughs> right on and you know so all of these things all of these you know i all of these past experience even if there were some lies and some pretending it got you to to a, a great university you know well deserved like i said but and then to get there I, I, there was one thing that i wanted to highlight on you you kind of chuckled when I mentioned this to you is when you applied to get into Yale, you wrote this essay. And when you, like I was telling you, this is the one thing that sticks out to me. And one thing I always mention when talking about your name, when somebody doesn't know about you, I'm like, this dude, when he applied to Yale, he wrote an essay about the squirrels on campus now, how did, because I, I know you love squirrels or back in the day you love squirrels. Why did this like come to mind to write an essay to one of the top schools in all of the country? Like, why did you think this essay was a great idea and you could do it? Um, I mean, honestly, I like tried to write a few versions of the essay and I feel like, I think like the first one I wrote, I had like one sentence about squirrels in it where I was like, oh, like I also really liked the squirrels when I visited. And then it was like, you know, honestly, that's like my favorite sentence from this version. And so then it was like each time it just became slightly more and more about the squirrels. And then, yeah, by the, by the final draft of my like why Yale essay, it turned out that I just really liked the squirrels. So you, so you're not here for the computer science. You're not here for the degree. You're just here for the squirrels. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. But you know, maybe there was maybe there was a metaphor in there somewhere that like you know they tried to read into. But it was honestly, I think it was just about the squirrels. <laughs> and I didn't want to, you know, I don't want to go too long. But I have this fun little thing that you know I, I talked about your brain power pretty much. I was bragging. I was hyping you up to this. For this moment, I have some questions that I pulled off online from, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Now, I'm going to see if you're actually smarter than a fifth grader. See if all of these lies and pretending are, are true. If you're not actually as smart as, you know, the paper shows, as, this, as the stats and the numbers show. So I pulled some questions. There's different topics. We got, we got math questions. We got history, social studies questions. We got English and language arts. 
science questions. We got, what's this last one? Geography. Okay. Grammar and you know, spelling. I'm glad, it's not, I'm glad it's not, are you smarter than a kindergartner? Because, you know, as we've established, I <laughs> cheated through some of that. So. Like, why would you cheat in kindergarten? I know, I know. You, you wasted, you wasted your opportunity. But, okay, we'll start off. I'm going to geography. We're going to start easy. Mm-hmm. Geography, fifth grade. What's the capital of New Hampshire? Come on, you're on the East Coast. Yeah, I know. So I feel like it should really just you know come to mind. Um, Do you remember fifth grade when we had the? the I know capital? this is actually. Oh. I'm not. This is a weakness of mine. Is state capital of New Hampshire. And and um, unfortunately, you don't get to call your mom. She can't help you with this one. Dang it! Um, I keep thinking of Vermont. Um, wow. New Hampshire. <laughs> you want me to tell Honestly, you? I, what? You want me to tell you? Um, New Hampshire. I, I don't know. I've been there once. Like I've been there a few times, and I can't think of the name. Does this help you? I don't know. It start, yeah, it, it, it starts with a C. I don't feel like that helped me. Just, just tell <laughs> oh, me. Concord. <laughs> Concord. Yeah, I, I honestly never would have gotten that. Okay, well, you're 0 for 1. And yeah, good start. It's not a good, good start. start. Okay. Which country is closer to Asia? Canada okay. or the United States? Uh, United States. Okay. One for two. And that's kind of a uh-huh. weird question, but I don't know. Definitely Alaska is closer, I guess. All right. You definitely wouldn't know that one. I don't even know a fifth Wait, grader would no, know No, say that. it. Let's see what it is. How, how many countries are in North America? Oh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> 23. Canada, yeah. the United States, Mexico, and all yeah, the sovereign right. states in the Caribbean and Central America. Yeah, you. I don't even think of a, a middle schooler. I don't even think a high schooler. Yeah, right no. <laughs> that some seems like something talented. you just have to memorize. <laughs> yeah, it's some, some pretty talented fifth graders i guess all right we'll, we'll go down to fourth grade for geography staying in okay. geography what is the largest u.s state by land mass alaska okay I, I don't know that so okay i'd give it to you now let's let's see what we got from for third grade isn't it getting easier as you go down the grades i feel like yes okay all right <laughs> maybe Maybe for just geography. Well, see, I asked you. Okay, okay. no. Yeah, I was feeling good about geography. Honestly, I would have said start at fifth grade, but yeah. it turns out I don't know New Hampshire very well. Okay, okay. So I'm going to go down to third grade. What's the longest river in the world? The Nile. The Amazon. We'll see. Okay, no, this... It gets debated because it was the Nile. This is, comes up in like, anytime you do a trivia thing, they ask this and it's a mess because it's like the Amazon has grown, like its size, its length changes sometimes. So it's, it's like the Nile is, you know, always the same length because it starts at a lake. The Amazon, it just like starts someplace. And so. Here, here you are. Here you are mocking me for going down in the grades, but the questions are actually getting more challenging. 
yeah they're yeah they're getting more ambiguous or something i don't know <laughs> all right uh, if you fly from los angeles to australia what ocean do you cross the pacific okay okay these this is second grade all right now if you don't get this first grade first grade question we can just end the zoom call here okay um What is the capital of France? Paris. Okay. All right. So geography, what'd you go? You went four for five. We don't need I'll to count back numbers. We don't need to talk. <laughs> I'll count the Amazon. I'll count the Amazon. <laughs> um, grammar and spelling, you have to like, I feel like you have to like be in, like you have to read these questions because it's like yeah. fill in the blank. But let's, well, yeah, we don't need spelling and, and grammar. All right. Let's go science. What would you like to start first grade or fifth grade? How about you can start with either one. This one's going to honestly probably be my worst category. Maybe. All right. First grade. Snow, rain, and sleet are examples of what? Like, is that like water or like <laughs> weather or something? Precipitation. Precipitation. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll give you that. One for one. Second grade. Earth is located in what galaxy? Oh, Milky Way. Okay. I was hoping. Okay. I, I knew that one. I was hoping. Well, no, my first thought was like the solar system. <laughs> that doesn't seem like the right answer. Okay. Third grade. What phenomenon might be felt on the surface when two tectonic plates rub against each other? Like an earthquake. Okay. Look at you. Science genius. <laughs> how long no, no no i don't like that one the poles of a magnet are called what do you mean like north and south or okay yeah it was it's like okay. on off north south good bad top bottom okay, oh, yeah, i didn't I really <laughs> all right why do you see why do you often see lightning before you hear the thunder because light is faster than sound okay look at you that's science right there crushed it so so far you've only missed one that's i mean i'd give that an a so far english and language arts all right you better have read your books here we go we're gonna start fifth grade because i want to challenge you who is the author of the 1960 novel about social and racial inequality to kill a mockingbird? Uh, Mr. Van Scoy would be embarrassed if I got this wrong. Uh, I don't know it, so. Harper Lee, right? Okay. All right. All right. Oh, Jesus. What is the main character in a story called? This is fourth grade literature. The protagonist? Wow. I would just say, I would have just said main character. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Third grade. You're moving along. Hmm. Give an example of a transitional word. I don't even know what that means. Like, is that like, 
I don't know. Is that like first, second, third? Yeah. Look okay. at you. You know, like you're saying you saying you don't know, but you you actually do know. You're hiding. You know, let let yourself free, Blaze. Come on, let it out. <laughs> I know we haven't started school yet, but this is a time to get your mind ready with some with some third grade literature questions. All right, second grade. You're getting easier. Oh my. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Dad went outside and blank the deck. Okay, I'm going to give you options. So, dad went outside and sweep the deck. Dad went outside and swoop the deck. Dad went outside and sweeped the deck. The deck, or dad went outside and swept the deck. It was the last one swept. Right, it's W or S W E P F. Swept. Oh well, then, geez, I would have said the right one was like swept, and I feel like it wasn't even an option. I mean, swept is S W E E P E D. Are you saying like that? No, I was saying swept is in like S W E P T. That's not an option. <laughs> okay, because <laughs> uh, I don't think sweeped is a word, or like I. Sweep. Dad know. went outside and sweeped the deck. Sure, I don't even know. No, sure. Now you, I, now you have me thinking. No, I think it's got it. I'm. I think it's got to be swept. But okay, what's the answer? They they don't give you an answer. <laughs> oh, they don't give you an answer. I feel like it was a typo or something. I feel like it's got to be swept. Is the F by the T in the keyboard? Ooh, kind of. Okay, hold up. Wow, embarrassing. It's swept, but it looks like the T is combined with the parentheses, like the parentheses. So it looks like an F. That is my bad. Swept. You need to, you need to clean your screen or something. <laughs> well, when I saw it first, I was like, "What the heck, swept? Like, why is there, why is there an F?" And and, and now I and now I see why. I was wrong. Okay. No, I had me second guessing. I was like. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, have I been misreading that like T is in or that F is a T the whole time? Is it really swept? And I just don't remember. <laughs> <it. Yeah. laughs> All right. First grade. English language arts. What is the term for a word that is similar in meaning to another word? Synonym. All right. Got it. Oh, this one's gonna be fun. What is this? History. All right. History, and then we got math left. Then I'll get you out of here. Then you can go, you know. Watch the squirrels and, and play some pickleball. All right. We're going to start fifth grade again. We're going to go down the chain. In what decade did Hong Kong revert to China from British rule? What decade? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's, so it's either like 1990s or 2000s because I'm, I guess, I don't know. I thought it like happened at, like 2000 maybe like i felt like it happened at the change of the millennium when it reverted to china right that's what it was yes from, yeah, from i'm gonna go with the 1990s 1990s now i'm gonna say specifically what because it gives you the specific year it is the 1990s and you said you know you are correct with it's close to to the 2000s what year like do you 99? know specifically is there options? 97 97 you were close okay i'll give you that one i'd how, yeah, so I guess again? I was just making that up about it changing at the at the 2000. I don't know how you, I got you, you were close. Well, like once again, like what fifth? I I I can't tell you a fifth grader that would know that. 
but all right, let's continue. Oh, I know this one. We learned this one. This was on like the, 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 the tests that we always had to do every year. Um, what were they called? The like basic skills, or? basic skills. Yes. Who wrote, I think there was a story about this. Who wrote the national anthem of the United States of America? Oh, uh, isn't it like Betsy Ross? No. <laughs> oh, no, who wrote the national anthem? That's the flag. That's the flag. <laughs> who wrote the national anthem? Like uh, Francis Scott Key? Look at you. Right? I, when you said, I don't even, what did you say? Betsy Ross. She. I'm pretty sure she made the, like, the flag. And, and ladies and gentlemen, this is why I'm studying like sports broadcasting because I mean, I pr- should probably know that because the anthem and the flag are in sports, but yes, Francis Scott Key. Good job. That was a fourth grade question. Wow. Hmm. What do we got? Third grade. The first fireworks were invented in what country during the seventh century? China. Ooh. Okay. All right. And now second grade. Haven't you, haven't you seen uh, Kung Fu Panda? They have fireworks in that. Like, yeah, but like I didn't know like I don't know. I'm, it's a it's that's a documentary. All right. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I need to catch up on my documentaries then I guess. Jeez. I expose you. Now you expose me. Okay. Now if you don't know this question the audience and me, I, you're, you will know this question. I, I mean, I hope 110, 110%. If you don't, you're out. Who is Jackie Robinson? Oh, uh, the first African-American baseball, major league baseball player. Word for word? Nailed it. That was wow. word for word answer. Wow. Look at you. Did you, did you cheat? Hmm? I mean, it wouldn't go, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> All right, first grade. Let's let's you know. What are two main languages? What are the two main languages spoken in South America? Spanish and Portuguese. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Okay, now we have some math questions. No calculators, just like you know, back Mister Readers, you can't use a calculator on this part. Can't you know? I haven't no. done a no calculator part in a long time, though. This honestly, this could be a little rough. All right, well, let's let's test it. Fifth grade. If a football field is a hundred yards long, how many feet? How how many feet long? Okay, this question is horribly written. How many feet long is the football field? Three hundred. Okay. No, I'm gonna ask you another one because that question and that just didn't even sound good. Thirty-four times twenty. <laughs> uh, six hundred and eighty. Wow, look at you, doing it right. The interior angles of a triangle always sum up to. One hundred and eighty degrees. Wow. All right, now we're just gonna fly through this. I'm done, you know, kind of hyping you up here. How many grams are in 1,000 kilograms? How many grams? Yes. Uh, A million. Okay. Now, on a class field trip, there are four buses taking 36 students to the zoo. Each bus has the same number of students. 
How many students are on each bus? Nine. <laughs> ah, look at you paying attention. The comprehension skills those, are there. Yeah, those uh, those word problems that'll get you. I I don't know how this is a math question, but I want to ask it. Which farm animal completes the sentence below? <laughs> a father blank is called a boar. That doesn't really seem like math. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Well, I mean, there you have it. You are smarter than a fifth grader. That is confirmed. We just confirmed it. Even though you had some help along the way to get you to where you are, you are smarter than a fifth grader. Now, um, you might come back and I'm going to see if you're smart, smarter than a middle schooler and then a high schooler. <laughs> and, and we'll see how smart you really are. But I just wanted to do that to see, you know, to test your skills, see if you still have it. Because some of those questions, you know, you talk about them, you talk about them once and then you never go look back at them. Because I can't, I mean, I couldn't tell you how many grams are in kilograms. I don't all right. Did you know the capital of New Hampshire? Not a clue. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to make it seem like it, but no, not a, not a clue. Do you know every capital? No. You don't know every capital? I, we proved I don't. I didn't know New uh, Hampshire is. Well, okay, but minus, minus that one. You don't know, like, if I say Idaho. Boise? Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know all of them. Some of them are definitely a little rough. You, you might have opened like a rabbit hole. Now, like, I'm going to, I'm going to like Snapchat you at like random times throughout the day and be like, capital of Louisiana. And you got it's that. New Orleans, Baton Rouge. <laughs> Baton Rouge. Do you remember the song back in the day? Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Austin, Texas. <laughs> yep. Shout out to, to Mr. Brown dropping the, the great tunes for us. So, all right, Blaze, thanks for coming on. It was, you know, my pleasure you, you definitely crushed this one out of the park. Although you, you know, you kind of unlock some, some, some boxes to your life that not a lot of people knew about. That's what this podcast is for. You know, in my description, I, I, for the podcast, I put talking to people about anything and everything. And, you know, some of the challenges that you've gone through in life, you know, not wanting to do Sudoku or, you know, pretending to be in a class that you really aren't in just to to make the news it's all right you're you're still at Yale you're still doing great things computer science a major that not a lot of people take on I'm proud of you and I hope everything is going well out in Connecticut I'll stop by once all this you know once all this once all this uh the clears up I'll take a trip out to Connecticut you can show me around the Yale world you know, what's it like to be, you know, the top tier college students in the country of the United States. So thank you, Blaze. Thank you. It was great talking with you. <laughs> I, I know you've been so busy. So go on with your busy schedule. You, you obviously are reading the syllabus, syllabus is syllabi. What is it? Yeah, it's syllabi. But <laughs> You're reading all the syllabi and getting ready for your, your classes for the next semester probably doing you know the the first two assignment week two <laughs> weeks assignments ahead of time so i'll let you do that and i'll talk to you soon all right all right <laughs> all right see you boys yeah